Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Is Friday, November first, two thousand nineteen. I'm Shannon, and I am here late、um, on a Friday evening <laughs> with Mika, Kristen, and Sarah, and we are going to chat with you today about some authors that we have recently discovered.、Um, it's going to be kind of a free-flowing discussion. Not a lot of structure here. You don't have to try like mad to write all these things down. They will be in the show notes.、Um, it's just going to be a fun little chat about new authors. But before that, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter by searching Book Bistro Podcast. On Facebook, you can join our Facebook listener group, so you can chat with us as well as with other Facebook listeners. Mika has kindly offered to take over the Book Bistro Twitter, so I have no idea what she has planned over there, but definitely pay attention <laughs> to the Twitter feed <laughs> and、uh, follow us there, so that you can see all the fabulous things Mika will be tweeting. If you want to send us an email for any reason, you can do that, and that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail dot com. If you are looking for us on the web, you can find us at https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash book hyphen bistro. All right, are we ready to talk about authors? Yeah, this is. This is hard, Shannon. I've had so many authors lately that I like, and I just it, I'm it having a hard time. It is kind of hard. It is kind of hard. So the one、um, caveat that I want to include here is that these are not necessarily new authors. They're just new to, to whoever's、us. talking about them.、Um, yes, there could be you know one or two like debut authors that we talk about, but mostly it's people who have been writing for a while that we. Are kind of、um, late to the party on things that we've discovered that we're really glad that we finally read. The bonus of being late to the party is that if it is a rather prolific author, then you have the opportunity to binge. It's true. Which is <laughs> awesome. It's true. Yes, I am reading. I did that with J.R. Ward. <laughs> yes, I am reading、Ward. right now.、Um, A book by Haley Edwards that Min had recommended、um, back when she first joined the Book Bistro team, and I've been looking at this author and looking at this author and wanting to, you know, pick something up of hers, and I I just hadn't. And then last night I said, you know, I think I'm going to start Bayou Born, and I am so glad I I started it. It's fantastic. I see like so many directions that the series could go. There looks like there's going to be a fantastic romance. The world building is amazing. It's like that really nice line kind of between paranormal romance and urban fantasy.、Um, so I'm really excited to keep reading this. It's、um, the first book in the Foundling series by her. Ooh, and Shannon, has... but I like it. 
I, I think so. I'm not far enough along yet to say, um, but I'm really liking it. And we have like some similar, similar things in, in urban fantasy. So it takes place in Mississippi. Ooh. Um, kind of, you know, in that like deep, dark, swampy bayou. Ooh. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's very, very good. And they're short, like in audio, <clears throat> this one is, um, just about nine hours, I think. Oh, so they're okay. not like, you know, super long, but they are very, very good so far. And what author is that? I missed that part. This is Haley Edwards. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I can't wait. I'm super excited. Yes. Is it like White Trash Zombie? Like that kind of fast pacing? Mm. Like. So White Trash Zombie, I think, like parts of that are a little bit more humorous than this. Uh -huh. Like it's not one of these like, you know, laugh out loud books necessarily. More October but Day? In the bayou? Yes, yes. Um, October Day, maybe world building, kind of like Janine Frost. Ooh, I love Janine Frost. Yeah. It's, it's a, I, I can't say a lot because I'm still reading it, but it's, um, I'm really, really happy with what I've read so far. Does someone else have an author? Yeah, I'll, I will hop in here. So, um, so an author that I discovered at the beginning of the year, because last 2018 really sucked and I was in a really horrible reading slump, like horrible. I probably only read maybe like 15 books that year. What? So I know it was rough. Um, <laughs> but in January I discovered Robin Batcher and oh. She has, the thing I love about Robin is that she is very, she's a very versatile writer. So she, um, I read several of her series, one that takes place in space and then she's got like a paranormally one. She's got like this, 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 uh, amalgamation of paranormal romance, a little bit of science, post-apocalypse, and... Yeah. And zombies. Oh, okay. And I love apocalyptic books. It's delightful. So I will say, I will say that this plays with a lot of different, um, you know, it, it, I would say more like non-traditional romance, romancy kinds of things because there's. What does um, that mean? Well, to me, that means like, I mean, it's not just one person and like you know two people, so they end up like becoming being in a very healthy consensual polyamorous relationship. Okay. Um, and so you have like a, the main character is a vampire. Another character is a police officer. The third character, the third main character is a, is an alpha of his wolf pack and it takes place in Chicago over the winter, during the winter around <laughs> Christmas. And you know, you got like this vampire who just doesn't really want like, it's kind of like, oh, I don't really want a family. I don't really want to have to deal with people. And yet she is trying to figure out a good way to um, have Christmas for these like children who are stuck without their parents. So it's, it's really great. Um, and I liked her. I like her writing a lot. So I'm really glad I discovered her. Are they um, like darker or, or lighter in terms of like their content? 
there's a lot of lightness around them, but they do deal with a lot of different themes. They deal a lot with consent and they deal a lot with just trying to figure out like what, um, what the society is going to look like. Um, part of my problem with a lot of post-apocalypse novels is that it, in a lot of them that I have read, it's like literally the world falls apart and now like, we get to see we get to see how many racist people there are in the world. You know what oh, I mean? Uh-huh. So like, right. This one, where this one didn't like deal with that, and if there was anyone that was like that, they either got eaten or left behind. So, <laughs> wow. so if you want to read a good post post apocalyptic zombie type series that isn't like that, look at the Mira Grant. Um, Oh. oh, the Newsflesh collection. Newsflesh is amazing. I will, I will do that. It's not like that. It's not. Um, also, Sarah Lyons Fleming. I mean, there are some pretty racist people in it, but for the most part, it's about people working together and trying to build their world. Really good. Sweet. So this book is not, called Bite Me. Bite Me? <laughs> Bite me. Wow. I like that title. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so <laughs> can we switch from zombies to slow burn romance? Ooh. Sure. So <laughs> that's a I, very it, big jump. It burns as slowly as a zombie walks. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. Depending on the zombie, some of them are pretty fast. <laughs> I it know, depends right? on the books, really. Yeah. Yep. Think but, like Mira Grant. Um, oh, some God, of they run in those Mira Grant. Some of them books. do. Oh, scary. Um, so if you're looking at a good um, slow burn romance, which sometimes – um, I feel as I get older, I sometimes they make more sense to me than like I'm 22 and I meet you in a bar and we become lovers in one day. And um, Mariana Zapata, to me, was um, an author that I was so happy my my twin Stacy um, found her first and recommended her earlier in the year. And I know she's written several books, and I just. I really, really love her books so much. And oh, a lot of her books, the, um, the protagonist is young um, in her 20s, which, again, a lot of times doesn't work for me, but works in these books. And um, I just love that they are slow burning. They get to know each other. They, I don't know, it's just, her books, too, they, they really seem like real people in her books. Has anyone else... Um, Today, have you guys, any of you guys read Mariana Zapata before? No. So I read but one I've and I didn't one. really like it. Which one did you read? Under Lock. Oh, that was, the, that was my least favorite, actually. Um, there are a lot of other better ones than Under Lock. Um, like um, Luna and the, the Wall Lies. of Winnipeg is one I hear people yes, talk about. Oh, yeah, people talk about me. that a lot. But, like, um, a lot. <laughs> Luna and the Lie was extremely good. And, um... Oh, shoot. What's the one? It's about um, the friend in the wall of Winnipeg and me. And she was actually um, abused. I'm trying to think of the name of the book. I can't think of it right now. And then there are lots of sports ones where, like, she's a soccer player or a figure skater. But um, they're just really well written. And they're not they're, – they're more slow building and so when you get to the sex scene and to the first time they really get into it with each other, it's more believable for me because it's, it's more to me like real life. Like you don't just, well, 
maybe some people I'm, I guess I'm kind of old, but you, <laughs> you know, for some people, you know, for me, it doesn't always work when they're like perfect and they go to the bar and then it's like, you know, love at first sight. It's more like they have to like get to know each other first. And I, I really like that about her. Awesome. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Cause like some of the, you know, really fast, like they fall in love in, you know, two seconds. Um, I read it doesn't those work and like, for me. Well, no. And I'm just like, but why? Like, how do you I know? love this, by the way. I'm, I'm, I will champion insta-love all day long. Well, but I also like a nice slow burn. Some insta-love insta-love, I like. But I can deal with insta-love in a paranormal. Not right? so much in a contemporary. So another I like them in both. <laughs> another contemporary author who's a little bit more slow burn, not like Mariana Zapata, but um, has anyone read Devney Perry besides me? No, no. But my but my best friend has because I I showed her about the Kindle app, and then she managed to read like eighty eight books by March, like starting <laughs> from January to March, and I was like, oh, what the hell? I know. <laughs> um, but so she people read a Devney Perry one. People might think that Devney Perry is a little slow, but I like her because, again, it's to me, it's more relatable. I can relate to some of her characters. I mean, they're books, they're novels, they're romance, but I need to be able to relate to the characters a little bit, even if I read a paranormal. I mean, I'm not a – I don't wear leather. I'm never going to be able to be, like, an ass kicker. But if, if they're an ass kicker who could, like, also be a mom or someone who could, like – be kind or something, you know, I can, I can relate. And with Mariana Zapata and Devney Perry, I feel like I could relate to a lot of what their characters do, except for I'm not like a super athlete. So, <laughs> but the plot, Me either. I, could, I, could I play relate. one on TV. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Kristen, what about you? I don't really read a lot of romance anymore. Most of the romance I enjoy is like a part of my fantasy books or like ah, well, see, that's where like urban um, fantasy your, right? and paranormal romance comes in one of your authors yeah, that you see, like I, though is one of my favorite authors that yeah so tell us about love I love yes I love J.R. Ward's I don't know if you could, can you really call it insta love or like no it kind of no no you call her the goddess a little while to figure out that <laughs> <laughs> it's more like faded maze I'd say yeah and I, I reluctantly like that, so but it's like it's not all about the love it's it's about they're very I love the chivalry and in these no. books and I think that's that's how a lot of the guys come across to me is very chivalrous even though and they hot. can be quite hard-headed <laughs> yes god damn they're hot but <laughs> there's <laughs> I think I I do I could really I could really rethink monogamy at that point, but um, <laughs> I love you <laughs> so much. There's just way too many of them. Um, but oh, there's no, so I, many. I, I fall in love with. It is a little bit of a slow burn, I guess, but it's also, um, it's kind of instant and slow burn all at once because it you know what it is when it happens. It just takes the characters a while to figure it out. 
It's true. Um, and that I, is I think, true. I think, so I think some of them more than others. Though. Like, I think yeah. some of them are, um, like, you know, the characters butch. have to be guided. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like Butch and Marissa. Yeah. Cause I see, like, love their, yeah. their whole arc. That confused me. Oh, really? I, oh, I don't know if maybe I just, I totally missed something, but f- I could not figure out what put them on the outs. Um, oh. J.R. Ward, just anything I, she writes works for me. Like, she could write it, about, it like, worked, but... a pelican and a hat. And I'd be like, oh, a pelican and a hat should totally <laughs> end up together. That's <laughs> <laughs> just seriously. I mean, anything she writes, I'm like, oh, J.R. Ward. Here's the thing out, about but... J.R. Ward. If you ever go to one of her book signings, she is so good at explaining, like, how she sees these story arcs in her head. It will. I mean, I've gone to, like, a ton of book signings since, like, 2012 or 2013, and yes, I need to, I was telling there, Stacey, I needed to go and yes, you do <laughs> go meet you guys and go to one of her things. We would take you any day, but <laughs> yeah, J.R. Ward is just amazing. That's awesome. What so you got JR, for Shannon? So J.R. Ward is interesting to me um, for a lot of reasons, but partly because she's one of the biggest like mainstream authors to incorporate like an LBGT story into her overall arc. And I I love that. She's done that a couple of times now and I love it, but I'm wondering like where the lesbians are. Like where are the lesbians? We have all these like gay men falling for one another. I think because she knows how to write men. Cause she'll say, if you go to her book signings, She'll say to you, I have trouble with the females. I, I, I do better with the men. So, so I, I read a phenomenal um, lesbian historical romance earlier this oh, yeah? year. What was it? It was Proper English by K.J. Oh. Charles. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, and she writes a lot of... Um, of male male she also does some male female stuff but i was really intrigued that she chose to write um a lesbian romance and set it like you know historically i've never read a lesbian romance isn't that that makes me uh, sound really dumb lesbian romances are beautiful i i'll have to read one i've read some male male but i've never read female female i yeah, this have. one, red female, female. I just can't remember when. <laughs> but what this did you was like just... about the Kaiju Charles book? Yeah, I love. It was just like so charming. It's like the, everything that we talk about, you know, with historical romances. Like you see the kind of you know British upper crust, Ooh, and the ballroom yet... and the punch. <laughs> yeah, not really at a ballroom though, because it's set in the country, like at a house oh. party, and. I love this kind of like a small group of people are together and there's all these sort of like relationships that kind of crisscross each other. And you know that in order for these two women to kind of claim their HEA, something has to, has to happen to some of these other relationships. Um, Because, you know, like one of the, the women who ends up falling in love in the book is actually engaged to marry a man and she realizes, you know, that she, she can't 
she can't do that. She's in love with this other woman. And I just really loved the way she made the story move without making it seem like, oh my gosh, like they've only been together, you know, a few days. It's a quick, it's a short little book. And so it, it happens kind of quickly, but it never feels rushed. And there's this little bit of, of mystery that's kind of woven into it that adds like an extra layer of tension. Um, I just really, really enjoyed it. And I want to check out some of her other stuff because she has written a lot of... I didn't know kind of, she was a woman. I just saw yeah. KJ Charles. She has a lot of things on Audible I've seen. She does. She does. She does. Some of them are more paranormal. Um, like there's, what is that? Like something about magpies. The magpie. Um, um, the magpie lord about. or something. Yes, that one. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and there's like prince or something like that. Something, yeah, and there's I like little she, bits of magic. I thought she only wrote male male books, so I didn't. No. Okay, no. I have to look at her more. Um, there's one called Any Old Diamonds. It's about a jewel thief that I'm really excited to read. Um, but I just I was really pleased that she chose to wrote that ch- chose to write. Gosh, I can't talk. A female female love story, <laughs> and it, it was one of the the best books I've read this year. May I take us from the past to the future? Yes. Yes. And, I, and I'm just going to mention two authors, if that's okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so I am really not, I have not read a lot of science fiction. Um, oh. And so I was very pleasantly surprised to discover two authors one of which is one that literally everybody knows but me. And probably not. And the, and the other one is also <laughs> new to me, but that my roommate was telling me about for like a year. So the new, new one for me, the new, new, um, the new, new <laughs> one for me. I love that. Is, um, is a long way to a small angry planet by Becky Chambers. And this book was just a beautiful it was just a beautiful love letter to found family. Um, and basically about a cap, a woman who goes to work on a ship, she's hiding something. And it just has like, like all those shows that I never really understood as a teenager, like watching like Star Trek and things like that and getting lost at, like maybe this is like the Star (laughs) Trek for my mind (laughs) because they jumped from different planets to planet. You got to learn about different everything every planet had different cultures that came alive in the book. Um, they, she really played around a lot with like gender fluid, gender fluidity and like gender identity and did some really unique things um, in regards to, in regards to that and in regards to um, culture and found family and disability and like, and there was, there were some adventure kinds of things, but it was definitely more of like, you know, a crew that was kind of disillusioned with each other. Um, and this woman and how she kind of fit into this, into this crew. And so that and its sequel were absolutely beautiful. Like What's I, her name? I, Becky Chambers? Becky Chambers. Um, and then the other author I wanted to mention, um, is Lois McMaster Bujol. 
I've seen so many oh, of her books. Oh, yeah. And I've never read her Me too. before. And I keep calling the series the Miles Sarcophagus series, and that is not what it's <laughs> called. It is, it is the Miles Borkosigan series. Um, and, and I still have not read books in that series, but I read, I guess they're like a duology of about Miles' parents. Um, oh. And so, and their romance, which spans the course of two books. And it is, I mean, if there was a trope put to it, it would be like enemies to lovers, I guess. But there's so much about their planet and what, how people feel. Um, he comes from a very warrior-like planet where it's like kill the weak, you know, or the people that you perceive oh. as being weak. So and, like survival of the fittest sort of? Yes, yes. And <laughs> she is um and she is from Earth and they're like fighting against each other and then they come to get to know each other. But what you learn, and this is not a spoiler, this is just about Miles Burkosigan, really, that by the time we start we really get to know about Miles. Miles is we get to see how he becomes the character that he is because his character is like four foot eight, has very brittle bones that wow. break very easily. Um, and, and, you know, he is, he does have a disability and other people on that planet would want, it, it really talks a lot, like, I guess about like eugenics and like breeding people to like what you want them to be, to be strong and, you know, um, without any kinds of flaws and things like that. And so this, I, I will say this book is a hard read, but it's a, these books are hard reads, but they're beautiful ones. Do they have happily, happy endings, happily ever after? Oh, yeah, I would not ever. Okay, yeah, okay, girl. good. I can't have anything <laughs> sad ending. Okay. So it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, I think that you would really enjoy, it's, I think it's a beautiful tipping point of, the series and she has series about like miles when he was a kid and then you see miles go from these things to like you know him being like a space captain or whatever but i haven't read those books so lois mcmaster bujold and she has written like a crap ton a million. of books a million and ten books because then there are but, some that don't have anything to do with that with the miles Guy, yeah, probably. Right? Like there's like some read... fantasy more like there's like what is it like the sharing knife or something? Yes. Did I um, read the sharing knife? Yes, I, I did. Okay. I did read the fantasy one and they read very differently, but she's just uh, I mean, and she's got like so many books. So but I just wanted to mention that because that's that's been my foray into science fiction this year. So if we're not talking about science fiction, but fantasy. And this author has been around for a long time. And I know Shannon's going to cheer when I say this. And it's because of Shannon and um, um, a discussion that Shannon and Stacy and I had last year about favorite books, like from our childhoods or like from our like young adult life that shaped us as readers that I found Juliet Marillier. Yes, yes, Thanks yes, to Shannon. Yes, yes. <laughs> I give you the all the credit. Yes. from her. So um, <laughs> I read, um, the first book I read by Juliet Marillier was um, a book that was kind of a take on Beauty and the Beast. Ooh. And um, the title is escaating my mind because I'm trying to tell you what it is. I had it written down. Is it Heart's Blood? 
Heart's Blood. Yes. Thank you, Shannon. And because of Heart's Blood, I read the Blackthorn and Grimm trilogy. And you guys. on my iPad right now. Oh, you guys. It is so. People laugh at me when I get really passionate about books. But it was. Oh, everybody on this podcast would love Blackthorn and Grimm because it's got everything. It's got. It's got like fantasy, it's got world building, it's got romance, but slow building romance. It's got, oh my God, so many aspects of like everything that all of us on this podcast love, the Blackthorn and and Grimm trilogy. And I will probably read it again before the end of the year because it was that good. And, And it was just beautiful. And Heart's Blood, you know, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite type of trope, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Phantom of the Opera, that type of. I love it. Just that beautiful story. And um, Juliet Marillier is just an amazing author. I have a book on my phone right now that I want to read called Beautiful. It's a, it's a take on a fairy tale. Um, she just had another one come out that's like a spinoff from Blackthorn and Grimm. What was it? Yes, The Harp of Kings. Yes, I have that one ready to I, – I haven't bought Ooh, it yet, but I'm going to. That was on a uh, recent list, wasn't it? Yeah. Kristen, if you like so. fantasy – you would love um, Juliet Marillier. I mean, her books are just, I, I can't say enough about what she's brought to my life. And on that same fantasy bend, and I, I, I read her, to be honest, I have to confess, it's been a little over a year ago because I started reading her books last September. But again, thanks to Shannon, I found um, Grace Draven. And Grace I Draven met her. is- what? Oh, I oh, hate that's you! Right, you did. I'm sorry. You I, think you, me. Did. I think you. I think you met her while I was training with my. Oh, dog. that's right. You, you were talking about that not too long ago. You were. I remember that? You Please were. don't hate me. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very green. If you could see me, the green would just be glowing off my skin. Just like Alpha. Yes, but Grace Draven <laughs> is another um, author for me, a, a fantasy author that I discovered in the last year. That she's just. So I'm, I'm, I, I check her page like every week to see if she's released something new because I like her so much. Soon, I just, I just want to, I know, I know. So, um, Sarah, have you read or have you ever read anything by Robin McKinley? I oh. read Sunshine and I, I love Sunshine. Robin McKinley that, is so good. Like, she is. If you Rose like Daughter. the Beauty and the Beast thing, you need to read Beauty. Oh, Beauty, not oh, Rose yes. Daughter. Oh, yes. Rose Daughter is good, too. I love... Rose Daughter is good. That, that one's good. But Beauty is... I, like, have a, I have reread that book so many times and just fall in love with it. That. I, I have a relationship with Robin McKinley, with Robin McKinley <laughs> books, which is mainly that I'm afraid to read to ever read any of hers again. Oh, some Your of them are, are so sad. I started it's off with deer skin, me, and I'm scared. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, read. that 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 can turn you off, but the rest are really good. For okay, I was ending, it was rough. Are good. It's got a, I, it, my book had to have a happy ending. Happy ending have to have. It did, yeah. but it was it was whew, it was weird. It the podcast, it was rough. It was it was a it darker, was. like more sort of. I don't know. Like, so I'm kind of scared to read like any more of her of her books, and no, everyone keeps the, uh, promising. Oh, Sunshine that was beautiful. Like read Sunshine. It was so. I, I mean, did, that's I not what I was. That that's not what I was planning about talking about tonight. But Sunshine was really beautiful. It was so good. 
I don't Kristen, really know where to fit in my other authors. Well, let me <laughs> ask you this. It's, it's very different than what we're talking about, but aren't you reading a lot of the Vampire Academy books by Rochelle Mead? Vampire I am. Yes. She is one of my authors that I wanted to talk about. So Maybe. she's yeah. she's like um, young adultish. Convince me that I yeah. want to read them. Oh. Tell me. Oh. I, I, also read I that, am read not... I can't stand I am young adult not books. A young adult fan. I am not. I I think I find them very whiny and obnoxious. But and they want to be adults so bad uh, and they're so awful. <laughs> they do. But I I think that this this series is one that I didn't think I'd like, but I started it and I really don't find it whiny and obnoxious and I didn't either. Wanting to be an adult when you're not. I really find it, I don't really know how to find the words to describe what I think about it. Um, I'm I'm a big Rose and Dimitri fan. Yes. Really, really big. I wasn't (laughs) sure I'd meet you at first, but I I totally like bought into that by the end of about the second book. And I shouldn't have said that young adult books are bad. I just, I'm not a young adult book no, person. No, they're not but that bad. That was, just I know, I no. sound really snotty though. A lot of them are really good. I just, I didn't mean to sound so snotty. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm the okay. same way. I totally get where you are. I'm the same way. But Vampire Academy is really, it's one of the better young adult series that I have read. And I will have to I try I used it. to be really into the young adult and the whole steamy romance and the contemporary romance. I just, I had a, <laughs> I had a bad point in my life where I was just like, I can't read that anymore. So um, I got into the fantasy type of thing, but I really think that the kind of the, the vampire and the, the human and the, it's a different take on vampires. It because is. Because there's two different kinds and it's really well written. Do they wear leather at 16 and go to, cl- go to no. like a club and drink beer? No. Why no. do you hate leather okay. so much? No. <laughs> I like leather. I just, I, I I just feel like there's how so she can hate leather so much and love J.R. Ward. That's what I, I want to like, know. It's like, true. I, listen, I like it in its place, but like if it's so like stereotypical, like, oh, I'm going to read a fantasy book where everybody wears leather and they all hate everybody and they're going to kick ass. <laughs> And have sex with six people. And I love it. Be... Get, pass me that book. I'm here. <laughs> I know, but it's to me. I, I, want, I do like, agree. It has its place. Yeah. It does well, have its place. And it, a lot of the it young can be adult, overdone. They wear leather and they go to clubs and they like drink and they smoke. And I'm no. like, you guys are babies. Like I can't even relate to you. Like you're so ridiculous. No. Okay, I'll have to try so it. So my Vampire advice... Academy is so not that. I was going to say you're saying you, the same Sarah. thing about young adult mm-hmm. that people say about romance. So I know. it's true. It's true. I mean, Sorry. Rose is pretty kick ass, but she's not leather wearing and badass. She's very, I think she's very mature for her age, and I like that. But she's not so wanting to be more than she is. She's yeah. she knows who she is, and she likes who she is. She okay. does. So, Shannon, what's your advice? My advice would be to delve into Rochelle Mead, um, like some of her adult series that I think would be sort of your more natural gateway into her books. 
Uh-huh. Um, I love her succubus books. That, is it like is succubus like, on top or something? Yes. Georgina yes. Succubus Blues. Yes. Okay. And that I think is one of the most beautiful and enduring love stories that can be told like over a series of books. They're just so, so incredible. I also like her, um, like storm queen, that what is this? Oh, the, the Dark Swan series. Um, oh, those okay, are both those. like more adult, and so that might sort of get you into her um, into her way of of writing before you dive into like a YA series that you might not love. But okay. I think Vampire Academy is that was my like one of my gateway kind of urban fantasy vampireish books. Um, and I, I loved it so much. What's your, yeah, I think what's I your... started with, I, sorry, go ahead. Mika. What? I'm sorry, Kristen. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I think I'll say by where I think I really started getting into fantasy was with Iron Druid, but oh, I need to read that. I kind of lost I, I liked the first few books, but then I got to like book four and I got a little bored, but it's, I love the, the talking dog. That's what really got me into that series. Um, he's an Irish wolfhound and I want one of those so bad, but he's Aww. hilarious. And that's what really got me into fantasy. And, um, I think, and Sarah J Moss was another one I wanted to talk about tonight, but I, I like, binge read uh binge read um the throne of glass series i need and to read more throne yeah, of glass i read the first two roses. oh i read all of them like back to back to back to back i can't and do that i just like, could not get enough oh i can binge i, I can oh. binge like no other oh nobody yes I once i started an when i find something i love i can binge i can't stop Oh, I, of course, I just, keep, yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> keep pouring them into my soul and I just can't. And then when I finish yes. whatever they've written, it's like, oh my God, like, how am I going to survive without you till the next amazing thing? It's like two books about in a row. Sarah J. Maas. I, I love the Throne of Glass series. Like, I love how in the beginning, you, I never saw how that was going to turn out. I didn't think I was going to like it because I'm not all about the assassins thing. Oh, I love assassins. But assassins you're not happy. I, uh. it, I I like them in certain. They kind of have their place for me, but I. Oh gosh, I loved. Well, she goes from Selena to, Aelin, but I just, I she was so badass, and she was her backstory is really what brought me into it. I wanted to know her backstory and it takes a few books to learn that because she doesn't want to accept. Um, and she doesn't remember a lot, but she starts to remember and the romances she goes through. And then when she finally finds her mate, it's just amazing how it all unfolds and how she brings all these different, uh, races together. Um, fae and witches and it's just beautiful the way it all comes together and I could not get enough and when I read the final book I was like how am I going to live without more I of know. this series <laughs> uh -oh. 
when I get a good series like that, I can't even breathe. Shannon, you've talked about, we talked about, you've talked about KJ Charles. Who else? Well, I've also talked about Haley Edwards, so we're good. Oh, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) one of the best things that I have discovered this year is um, a book that both Min and Natal, no, Min and Natalie really, really love. And this is Girls of Paper and Fire by Natasha Young. Ooh, I've I seen that. that. Yes, it's so, so good. I read the first one. I have an arc of um, the second one, and I will be reading it very, very soon. It is fantastic. It's another book that features a female-female love story, and I love to see that centered in kind of a young adult um, fantasy story. Um, it is... I love kind of the female empowerment in it, not only because two women are falling in love, but also in the way that Leigh, who is our main character, learns to kind of stand up for, like, stand up for herself and for other kind of oppressed people, even if, you know, that's not always the easiest or sometimes the smartest choice. She definitely does not take the path of least resistance. Um, it is just so good. It has a lot in the way of like um, East Asian influences and it's just so, so good. Um, by the time this episode airs, the second book will be out. Um, yes. And I don't know how many there are going to be. Like, I don't know if she's going to wrap it up. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's. I would definitely. I thought hang that was in. coming out in October. Nope, November fifth. Because I saw that. I saw that on a list. Did I do the November picks episode? Yep. Because yep. I saw that on one of the lists. Oh, that's yeah, right. It was in the I November wanted to list. Talk about that book, and you took it from me. <laughs> no, I didn't. Min did. Min took it from both of us. Um, I thought another, it was another. Was um, another one that. I see the the sequel coming out in January and this one is we set the dark on fire by Teller K Mejia and it's one of these kind of uh, like feminine feminist dystopia books kind of Um, and it's like it's so dark but yet there's this little bit of hope that sort of shines through everything and so you you kind of you don't see how anything can be okay but you sort of get the feeling that it will you just don't know how and I feel mm-hmm. like um Girls of Paper and Fire and we set the dark on fire we, we like fiery books I guess I guess fire, we fire. do kind of both <laughs> the witch like, born to ignite <laughs> yes kind of like walk that, that line between like hope and despair really well and the romances are phenomenal these are so much like the kind of books that I would have wanted to read when I was a teenager. And I think since I was a teenager when like YA was not really a thing, um, I'm just loving so much of the YA that's out there. And a lot of my favorite books this year fall into that young adult fantasy. That's awesome. Um, So this book I want to talk about is called Haven. And it's by a new to me author named Rebecca Weatherspoon who is oh. going to actually be here 
on November 9th. So I'm hoping to be able to go to the library and see her. Oh, um, good. So you cool. can meet her like you met Grace Draven. And I'll oh, stay man. in Ohio. Ooh, where we it just got anyone. cold all of a sudden on this podcast. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> ever happens <laughs> like this in El Paso. I jelly. <laughs> so um, Haven <laughs> is... Um, so Rebecca Weatherspoon writes a lot of different kinds of things. So she's got like a sorority sisters, um, like college book, but they're like, yeah, but they're, they're vampires. vampires. Yeah. They're yeah. Vampires. I read one of those. Um, and then she's got a book with a male nanny called Rafe. So I'm super excited about that. But Haven, I love Haven because Haven deals with, um, Haven deals with grief. Um, a woman's brother, is murdered and she literally is running for her life. And she runs into this, she runs into this uh, place where this um, basically like bearded lumberjack type dude is. I'm and... a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be this way. <laughs> Sorry. So, so um, but it deals, but she's dealing with a lot of grief and pushing things down and it's a very realistic portrayal of grief, and it's really raw and visceral. Um, this book does deal with a lot of, like, consent and a lot of, you know, like, how a lot of, like, romance novels sometimes have, like, alpha holes, and they are very, like, sexually, you know, like, they're very... Forceful? Sen- well, it's forceful, I'd oh, say. Oh, like L.J. And- Shen? Have you ever read L.J. Shen? I haven't. A lot of her characters are complete assholes, but then they end up being a little bit redeeming, but they are kind of assholes. And they look great in a book, but no. So, like, (laughs) if anyone understands about, like, about, like, sexual power, like, uh, power dynamics, like BDSM and things like that, um, this book has a very realistic portrayal of someone who, of a woman who really wants to be able to submit and, and a man who is... Um, who is very dominant sexually and how that and how that relationship kind of all really plays out. So I really like her. Rebecca Weatherspoon. She is awesome. I liked Treasure by her as well, um, which is about a female stripper. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the vampire sorority book I read. Um, But yeah, she, she's pretty great. Has anybody tonight on this podcast um i know other people who are in our book bistro team have read her but has anyone ever read anything by kennedy ryan i want to i've seen the name but so i haven't read anything she's contemporary romance and it's funny because a lot of the authors that i'm mentioning tonight um who i haven't even finished talking about i could mention so many but um (laughs) are um contemporary romance authors, which I'm not always a contemporary romance reader because a lot of the stories and the tropes make me mad. But Kennedy Ryan, if you look at like the synopsis of her book or of, of her books, you're like, Oh, they sound so like vapid and fluffy. And then you start to read them and they're very complex and very not vapid and very not fluffy. And, um, the one I'm reading right now is called um, um, Block Shot. Blocked Shot. And it's the second in her, like the first one was Long Shot. This is Block Shot. And then the third one is Hook Shot. 
And they look like very like, okay, oh, like very sportsy romances. And you think like, oh, just, you know, like these fancy rich people and basketball players and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, everybody's <laughs> written, you know, read like a million of them. But when you start to read <laughs> yeah. them, like the first one really dealt with um, abuse. And the second one really deals with self-love, which I am work, you know, I work on constantly and self-love and um, loving yourself and loving your body. And it, it's just, it's really, it, it, when I read the synopsis, I was like, oh, like it's been on my phone for months. Cause I'm like, oh, it's so vapid. I just, I don't know if I can, I can't, these people look so shallow and then I started reading it and it was anything but shallow. And I mean, it is a romance, but it's so, she writes her characters really beautifully. And so mm-hmm. I've only read two, like one and a half at this point, Kennedy Ryan books, but they've both really spoken to me and been so good. She and so read I have earlier this out. year, which do you and, know which um, book she want to read her for? Mika? <laughs> Yes, long shot. Yeah. I was, long I was shot. going to say that, but I didn't know for sure. <laughs> so long shot was really hard to read. Um, I ugly cried a couple times in my bed reading long oh, shot, no. but it is definitely one that will be on my top reads of this year. And I have a feeling that um, block shot, is that what it's called? That doesn't sound right. I'm reading it right now. Called. Is yeah, it slap? Block, yeah. No, no. Block shot will... Um, also be one of those even though um it it looks fluffy i don't like fluffy a lot of fluffy books i like i don't either humor i like humor like people might call molly harper i know it's not anything but what we're talking about but molly harper people might call fluffy but i i love her books because they're funny and like wry and they have real (laughs) life like real world things but kennedy ryan to me um Somebody called her the um, Kerrigan Byrne of contemporary yes, romance. Yes, of contemporary, yes. And I can see that. I love her book so much. So I would highly recommend. She's new to me as a couple of months ago. And I mean, I just, I have so many authors this year that I've discovered. I, I'm having a really hard time with this whole episode because I have like <laughs> five more that I haven't I even talked about. Struggles real. But since you brought up Mar- Molly Harper, she was one that I, she's another one I wanted to talk about. Um, I, I haven't read like her. She's got, I guess, some like Southern. Oh my God. Southern eclectic. Oh, like Southern but eclectic. I love yes, them. I, adore um, them. I have not read those yet, but I found her changeling series or sorcery and society i'm sorry um and the first book is called changeling and um i just i fell in love with it it's it's young adult but it's also kind of this this young girl finding out who she really is and learning to accept herself and fit into a whole new world that she never thought she could ever be a part of and while it's young adult, it's very, gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not really fluffy to me. Um, joyful. It's joyful. It's it, relevant. Yeah, it it Real is world. at times. And it's, it is, it's about, you know, 
finding out that you're not who you thought you were, but you get to join this new world and learn who you really are and uh, learn how to own that and, and work it to your advantage. And then you also get to help more people that are like you. Um, and it just, it kind of really makes you think, or at least it made me think. And I've read the first two books, um, Changeling and Fledgling. And they have both been really, really good. I really hope there's another one because I want to see where it goes. That She cannot end it where she, <laughs> on the second book. It just won't work. I thought it was supposed to be so, a trilogy. I, I, I think it is, but Fledgling, and I didn't even know Fledgling, Fledgling was out until Natalia said that she was reading it. And I was like, oh boy, got to go get that. And I, I think <laughs> I stopped everything else I was doing and read the whole book in like one sitting. Um, Molly so they're not very long, that. but they are very good. She makes me want to read her books in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Just swallow it down like a good cup of coffee. Yes, yes, yes. Well, or like you, a, yes. Or like a happy, <laughs> like a crisp, light white wine, like a happy, easy to drink book yeah she's and she's easy to read like that I really want to read her um southern eclectic series they're great I, I the first series I got to was the sorcery sorcery and society well just wait till you get to the really, Jane really Jameson good. series nice girls um oh, what's the first one nice girls Don't oh Have that's Fangs. on my to be read as well yeah it's <laughs> on my to be read I have such a long list I'll never finish it but so Shannon. my last book, because we, we do have to uh, wrap up here. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. And whereas that's a great idea, um, I, I have a, a very hungry cat to feed. So we um, are going to wrap up here. But my last book is not easy. It's not joyful. In fact, <laughs> it's an inspirational romance. And usually I don't Whoa. read inspirationals. Shannon um, inspirational. Shannon? I don't see that. Yeah, this one was amazing. <laughs> this is The Bright Unknown by Elizabeth Byler Younts. And it is a historical novel set in rural Pennsylvania um, in the 1930s and 40s. And it's about a young woman named Brighton who was born um, in a mental institution. Her mother was oh, a patient no. there. Oh, and I saw you talking Brighton about this Brighton was other born day. there. Yes. And Brighton was, was born into the institution and kept there for her, for most of her, her like teenage years. Oh, no. Um, and so we see her trying to figure out like what, like who she is, what her life is, is worth. Like, is she a patient there? Not really. But neither can she leave there because she has no birth certificate. She has no social security number. For all intents and purposes, Brighton doesn't exist. Except for the fact oh, that wow. you know, she, she does. And if you are within the walls of this institution, you know that Brighton exists. She befriends um, a young albino boy from the oh. children's ward of the institution and she, when she meets him, he doesn't have a name. Like, he doesn't know oh. what his name is. And so she calls him Angel. Uh -huh. And <gasps> they strike up a friendship. 
And eventually Brighton and Angel realize that if they want to like have any chance of, you know, a real life that they have to leave the asylum. And so they, they stage an escape and we see kind of what happens to them on the outside. And it is just this really deep look at a piece of American history that is not great. Oh no. It's so beautifully rendered. Um, Her her writing. I want to read it. (laughs) So beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. It's a hard read that the characters go through hell. And yet it is at its core, a romance. And there's a lot to love about it. If you can get through some of the, the harder, the harder things. And I think it's the kind of book that, that sounds really good um, to am, read. Am I going to like it's ugly amazing. cry? I, yeah. Yeah. There, there's oh. a lot to cry about. Um, Shannon. It, so, you know, it's, it's, it's inspirational. Sorry. Would this be in our sad books episode? Um, I mean, it's, it's sad. There's, you know, a lot of a lot of sad things happen. Um, does it have a Sarah ending within Can the I read walls it? of the institution? It does. It does. It has <laughs> a really lovely ending um, because at its core, you know, it's it's romance, but it reads kind of like historical fiction in some places um, with some some undertones of like inspirationalness. Um, it's just, it's really, really excellent. And I'm so glad that I discovered this author. She has another novel called The Solace of Water that I really want to check out as well. Um, so my book is not an inspirational <laughs> um, no. my author. No, so this author, um, I actually learned about her from another author. She was reading a book and and this author like gifted me the first book in the series. And um, so the, the author of the series is Toni Anderson and she writes romantic suspense and some of the scariest shit I've ever read. (laughs) I am a giant chicken and she scared me. (laughs) Um, Like Karen Rose kind of. Yes. Like Karen Rose like level scary. Even higher higher octane like check behind the shower curtain when you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night kind of thing yeah i do that too (laughs) oh no things 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 do that to me too so (laughs) the book um the series itself is all about these um this fbi team and then you meet like random characters. And so we have books about those characters. So it spans from everything. There's everything from like running away from serial killers to trying to um, thwart plans of terrorists to having to fight white supremacists to like, it's like every it's, she goes all over the gamut. Um, and the first book in the series is called A Cold Dark Place. And it is about a rookie agent named Mallory who is um, trying to, she's trying to solve the murder of her twin. Uh-oh. And 
I know. <gasps> I just as I started no! talking about this, Sarah. I think this on Goodreads, and I was like, no. I cannot read that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but she is so she's a rookie FBI agent, and then the the there is a person that is he is an assassin for like a government as- official and his job is to basically like kill um serial killers and other people who do heinous crimes so he assassinates Whoa. them per orders of the government um and you have no idea of like how these two are ever going to find any kind of common ground and get together or whatever but it's so much more than that there's so much like corruption and things that it all just has to be like rooted out so it is an amazing it's an amazing um book itself she really knows she really does a great job of both the suspense and the romance um and it is it probably does read as a little bit of insta love and on to some extent, because a lot of these characters are being thrown together in a, you know, in these like really high stakes kinds of, you know, adrenaline moving kinds of situations. But I really enjoy her. So if you enjoy romantic suspense, this would absolutely not be I a do, I do. Um, <laughs> that, that you might try Toni Anderson. She writes a lot of really wonderful things. And she obviously knows her stuff because she's done, she seems to have done a lot of, um, a lot of research and every character is like larger than life and awesome. I read one and I cannot remember what it's called. Something like dark waters. I read it like a bunch of years ago and I really liked it. Yes, that is one of her. That is one of hers. Yikes, I can't do it. I'm sorry, no. I don't think that would be a one for me either. No. Has anyone read anything kind of switching gears? And it must seem like all I do is read contemporary romance, and I really, really don't. I just, for some reason this year, I found a lot of contemporary romance authors. Has anyone read Brittany C. Cherry? Never heard of her. No. Her books really fill my heart with joy. Again, I think because they're a little bit of a slow-burning book. Um, And what I like about her is um, a lot of times the characters meet when they're younger. And then there's some type of tragedy. And then they're older, and then they come back together again. But my favorite book by her... Is this like Mia Sheridan? No, No, it's not like Mia. Although... I do like some Mia Sheridan, like The Wish Collector, because it's Phantom of the Opera-esque. Um, and then she wrote another book about a, a kid that was kidnapped and was, like, raised in the forest by wolves for years and years. Um, but Ooh. Um, not by wolves. He was, <laughs> he was left alone, I'm sorry, and he had a wolf as a friend. But um, Brittany Cherry. I have a wolf for a I friend? I love a wolf. I would love a wolf for a friend. I just have a black Labrador. Although, I don't know. I might be allergic to a wolf. I don't know. You might. Maybe you're not a domestic dog. (laughs) But Brittany Cherry. um, Sorry. The book that I I really got into with her. So, she writes a series. It's like these elements. Like earth, air, fire, water. Oh, yes. Uh, I've seen these. But they don't. she's like like, Captain Planet. (laughs) uh, Kind of, but No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they don't like they're all standalone like none of the characters overlap 
but um and cool. i like her she lives in wisconsin and so she talks a lot about wisconsin which is interesting it's not like la or new york city or chicago where most romances take place and yeah, um stuff. right and i just i love the way she writes i love you know a lot of her guys are kind of flawed and scarred so you know i like that because they're not all like beautiful with lots of money and everything's perfect and they meet at a club and fall in love and it's beautiful <laughs> like there's she actually goes like with the clubs again <laughs> well, that's a lot of the <laughs> what oh, more do you want Sarah? Like, that. like it does get old i agree it's it old <laughs> it does no clubs no leather no, they just they can't have just, any fun they just can only meet in the library listen they can wear leather but like you know maybe one day if they could wear jeans i'd really appreciate no leather jackets that's gotta go no uh, they can wear leather jackets but these, these britney cherry books i really like a lot um uh, maybe they're a little angsty but they're not i don't like a lot of like does he like me? Does she like me? I don't know. I am miserable. I'm going to go but scribble on the wall. But maybe if we go to the club, we'll find out. Right. <laughs> I'm going to put on my leather pants. I'm not angsty if I'm wearing leather. And then I'm going to get upset. Maybe I'll try to cut off my thumb. No, you're not like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> or like, so there's the there's the other girl and she's beautiful and she's going to ruin everything. Like, you know, it's not, I really, really like Brittany Cherry. Um, I haven't read everything she's written. She's, she's got some more young adult books that I haven't read. And then probably some of her books you would consider new adult and some of them you would consider not just like regular contemporary. But um, I really, really like Brittany Cherry and I, her books make me really happy. And I haven't read one that I haven't given five stars. Uh, Sarah. Yes. I just wanted to remind you quickly. Don't forget Stacy's book. Oh yes, and I was Stacey just going to say that Stacy would kill me if I did not tell everybody. Um, and I also love this book, um, Beth O'Leary, The Flat Chair. It fills my heart with joy. It fills my twin's heart with joy. Um, God, there are so many books I could talk about this year, but The Flat Chair was quite delightful. What do you want to talk right, about, Kristen? Kristen? Do you have one more for us? I do. Um, and I think, Shannon, you will be able to help me with this, too, because I think you said you really liked her. Um, Bella Forrest. With I've the seen Harley her. Merlin series. Harley um, Merlin. If you like yes. Harry Potter, you'll like her because Harley Quinn is just kind of like an adult version of Harry Potter almost like I mean it's not the same kind of magic um but she's an adult who doesn't really realize why she thinks she's just psychic um and she works at this uh, casino and she what what is how you put it she points she she kind of feels out and somehow knows out the, the cheaters yeah, at, at at this casino, and then she she also um, it, but it's a magic that she has, but she doesn't realize that's what it is. And then one night she is leaving the casino, and she's attacked by a gargoyle. Oh um, no! Beep. It, it, yeah, it it's very interesting. Um, but she then she realizes that she 
has magic and she's always had magic and this guy from this coven finds her and he gives her his business card and she tries to get rid of it but it keeps popping up everywhere um so she eventually you know goes and sees what the coven's all about but it's about her learning who she is and how to deal with her magic and and oh that sounds really good Kristen it's really amazing I didn't think I would like it because I'm it's kind of uh it it doesn't look as good as it is it's true if you read the synopsis but and it, the t- it really titles is a good book. are like so strange like the titles they are remind me of like bobsy twin titles like <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like the mystery <laughs> twins i and will tell you that recently i will tell you that recently i will tell you that recently this came up the, the case of the clashing slot machine so <laughs> this came up recently in a facebook like a facebook fantasy group after our light reads episode and there were like so many people ragging on this book in the comments that even though I had not read them yet, I could not let that challenge go unanswered. So I like went into the comments and was like, I'll have you know that I read this book and it is one of the best series. And it's so blah, blah, blah. And I just literally took everything that Shannon had like said <laughs> about the book because everybody was like dissing it. And I was not... Harley Quinn was not going well, down without a fight. I was here to defend her. Why honor. did they not like it? I don't know, because they're dumb. Because um, <laughs> they're dumb. <laughs> Hopefully, none of them are listening to the podcast. It's just that simple. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe we shouldn't. So, Mika, maybe we should not say they're dumb. Maybe we should say they're misguided or maybe yes. not not educated <laughs> about Harley Quinn. They weren't smart enough Unaware, to stay on the path yeah. of. <laughs> So, but I did, I was just like, in the and then somebody, and then somebody else like said to me, sends a reply and they're like, oh, thank you so much. You changed my mind. I'm going to read this book now. <laughs> it, it really is a great series. I haven't though. read the second one yet, but I want to. I haven't it's, either. Cause if there's so much fun. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you to Sarah and Mika and Kristen for talking with me tonight about some authors that are new to some of us, even if they're not new to the world. Um, thanks, as <laughs> always, goes out to Christine for her fantastic editing, even when we're kind of goofy and silly and tangential. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that happens. And of course, <laughs> thank you so much to all of you who have joined us for our Book Bistro journey. We are very, very glad to have you. If you would like to let us know your thoughts, you can do that by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you use to access the show. And not only does it allow us to see your feedback, but it also helps other book lovers to find us, which is a great thing. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with more bookish fabulousness. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more discussion of great books. Take care, everybody.